0: So we come to the,
1: uh,
0: we came to the end of the Ślokī. As I mentioned, there's a, uh, a final verse that it's not part of the four, but it summarizes or, excuse me, uh, brings to a conclusion the. Uh, Section of the four preceded by the two introductory verses preceded by five or six verses of Brahma's constituting his questions. So, just a final word here. etan matam samatishta paramena Samadhina. Baban kalpa vikalpeśu muhyati kārīcith. So Krishna says, O Brahmā, just follow this conclusion by fixed concentration of mind, that no pride will disturb you, neither in the partial nor in the final devastation. So, of course, this was one of Brahmā's concerns, that he would not succumb to pride, and he was a powerful and influential person. Four headed he's depicted, give you some idea. Uh, we can become proud with one head, one empty one empty head, <laughs> for that matter. So um, his concern in this regard is interesting. This was his worry. Hmm? Perhaps sometimes characterized by a healthy fear of falling into uh, Maya's uh, web, succumbing to pride, and so forth, which, is, they says, they say cometh before the fall, something like that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, mandated a very strong measure of humility. He cited the what he considered to be the decorum of his devotees. Excuse me. Trinadapi, sunichena tarorapi, sehisthana, manina, manadena, kirtanaya, kirtaniya, sadahari. Fourfold, humble like the blade of grass, tolerant like the tree, giving all respect to others, expecting no honor for oneself. Okay. With this in place, then, our practice of Hari Kirtan will go uninterrupted. Kirtaniya, sadahari. So... As we've heard, well, Brahma wanted that, Krishna's given the benediction here, and it very much plays out in Brahma's appearance as Brahma Haridas, as the gurus like to think of him, born in a Muslim family and embraced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, brought within his fold, and made the Acharya of, of Harinam, the one who taught by example how to chant the holy name. And, of course, he was very um, humble. Brahma appearing in Gaur Leela, <clears throat> humbled in the previous Leela and Krishna Leela. So, anyway, he gives his, his promise here. And it would appear that he went out of his way to make sure that his disciple did not succumb to such pride. That's <clears> the <throat> duty of the, the Guru. To humble the disciples <clears throat> and so um, giving that benediction he he tells him that uh, you please um, I give you that benediction and with that I instruct you to follow very carefully these um, instructions of mine mm. indeed that by doing so then certainly you will remain humble <clears throat> And for a long, long period of time, he says, neither during the partial and the final devastation, partial devastation at the end of Brahma's day, and and uh, the final devastation at the end of his life as it's thought of, and it's long, long, long periods of time. Um, relative worlds, you know, for the fly, our 20, 24 hours is his whole life. Our life must appear like a Brahma's life to him uh, in comparison, so. Krishna is going to stay with him he, if he pays attention to these, these instructions, embraces the sadhana that has been prescribed and so forth. Then Nama will stay with him, Krishna will stay with him, they he will remain humble. But um, an emphasis here is on paying attention, following very closely. And uh, really he says, paramena samadhinā. We know that... Um, then this is the kind of origins of the Bhagavat in four verses. But as we began this discussion, we commented that there are many beginnings and no end to the Bhagavatam. So another beginning, of course, is the writing of the Bhagavatam in the form that we have it today, arguably, by Vyas, which is explained in this form of the Bhagavat, expanding upon these four verses considerably. And the language, it is said, in which Vyas wrote the Bhagavatam was the Samadhi Basha. Basha means language, and Samadhi it means trance. That word is mentioned here. Uh, Vyas was instructed by Narada, Samadhi samādhi-nanusmaru-tad-vicheshtitam. He described different qualifications of Vyas. And uh, given those qualifications, he said, you can sit in samadhi, enter into trance, and what that trance, under my instruction, he had just instructed him for many, many verses about bhakti, what that trance will give rise to if you write about that, hmm? this will be the the, the final work of yours, uh, by which, understanding properly all of the other works that you've, composed, will be understood in in uh, context. This is the hub, the Bhagavatam, what will come, what we call the Bhagavatam, around which those other books will orbit and be understood, as I say, in, in properly, in relation to. So basha hmm? there's a kind of an urgency that Nard speaks to uh, Vyasa about, and he caught that. Hmm? Um what is that verse? Yasmin prati slokam abadhabati pi Namani Anatashiya Yashon you know, Yasmin Pratislokum Abadhabati uh, Yasmin Pratislokum api. That um was probably like to cite this this is Nard speaking the essence of the Bhagavatam to Vyas, that one sloka of you here, hmm? Um, your life can become perfect by that. Then he would say, no, just one, one, one word. Even if you touch the book, it was Prabhupada's feeling about it, such feeling he had for the power of the Bhagavatam. Um, but the verse says that um, hmm, even if there is some irregularity in the composition, hmm, um, we should not be concerned with that, uh, uh, there is uh, implication being there was a sense of urgency in in Narda but the, uh, the nature of the message was such uh, Prabhupada would sometimes give an example of a building burning on four levels and on the top level the Chinese family and on the second level is a uh, an Italian family on the first level is a Spanish family and they all speak different languages and they're all saying fire and no one understands anybody else's language but the, mo- the body language and the sense of urgency, everybody gets the point, uh, and then they run out of the building and so forth. So the world is on fire like this. There are many different languages of the world that we speak. Um, we're supposed to speak logic, the language of reasoning and so forth, um, but only for the sake of softening the heart, as I many times said, we should use our head to soften our heart; otherwise, the head just becomes harder and harder. The heart becomes harder. The head becomes fatter and fatter. <clears throat>
1: um,
0: so, so we want to speak the language of logic and the language of love. This is the, the Guru has to speak both of these. We can't understand the language of love, so he or she will try to put that love into the language of logic and reason and so forth as a means to try to convey the feelings that are behind the text and so forth. The, 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 the samadhi of the that which is, is ineffable. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, so it, you can speak the language of logic, but if you don't speak the language of love, you don't have any love, any realization behind that, uh, behind those words, then they'll go in here and circle around in here for a while and, and uh, maybe come out here, or maybe come out here out of the mouth, but just to regurgitate and and um, and swell your own head. But no, it has to go in and somehow go around and down into the heart. And take take root there and soften the heart. And it is said about Sukadev. Uh, in praise by Pariksit Maharaj when he began to speak on the subject of Krishna Leela in the 10th canto that um tase rupa giya rūpa-gīya-māna mano virama tukuta he says that um, that tase rupa giya you have because you have a clean heart hmm, then qualified to speak on this t- topic, which is the medicine, Babo medicine for the madness of the, of the mind, hmm? hearing from a proper speaker. Bhagavad Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, in his time, was very novel in his uh, attempts to reach out to the people and explain to them the truths of the Bhagwat, and he thought to, in, in touch with modern modernity as he was, through the inspiration of Vinod and the British, of course, were present in in India and canvassing and for Christianity and and, and, and modernism and so forth. Um, and so he he wanted to take that kind of influence. So he did. Um, he created festivals, and in the festivals he would have uh, dioramas of uh, depicting. Different leelas and different philosophical points, and so forth. This was a very novel thing. So they were like made out of clay and straw, and so forth. And and one of them was a a, a man standing in front of a a, a sheer curtain, hmm, reading the Bhagavatam, and behind the curtain was his family. Hmm. And so he was he was teaching the Bhagavatam, but he was the idea of it was that he was teaching the Bhagavatam just to support his family, to make a living. Hmm?
1: <clears throat>
0: there was a fellow who was a famous Bhagavat reciter, and in order to increase his own fame, one day he set up shop next to the place where Gorkashor, who's on our altar here, second from the right, uh, Used to do his bhajan and meditation, and Gorakshar was known as this, as a siddha Purusha. So this fellow set up shop to do bhagwat there. So he did a three day discourse on the bhagavatam, and um, after it was over, then Gaur Kishore Das Babaji asked one fellow who came to assist him. He asked if he could assist him. And he said, could you clean that place over there where they just did that thing, whatever they were doing over there the last three days? And he said, Babaji Maharaj, uh, that was so-and-so, the great Bhagavad reciter, and he was speaking the Bhagavad. What can I do to clean a place where the Bhagavad has just been spoken for three days? And Babaji Maharaj said, you heard the Bhagavad? I only heard rupee, rupee, rupee. And the man had set up shop next to Gorkasar because he thought... I'll speak to Bhagwat and Gaur Kishore will attend my lecture. And then I'll be able to say, even Gaur Kishore comes to my lecture. Hmm? And so he was a professional man, hmm? posing as a sadhu, professional recitation of Bhagavatam. Hmm? Learned it in the Sanskrit and good memory and so forth and so on. But as a living, to maintain his family, you could think, well, there are worse ways to make a living. Hmm? That's certainly true, I suppose. But then again, um, from a person who's materially attached, then we can't get as much, let's say, from the Bhagavatam as from one who who uh, uh, is like Gorkaswar Das Babaji, uh, who has, has been there to come back and uh, and then tries to speak about it maybe imperfectly. Gorkaswar, by comparison, was an illiterate person. Hmm? couldn't read or write. How can we hear the Bhagavatam from him? It's a very sophisticated book, uh, in a a very uh, difficult language, and very complicated in in many respects, the way it's written and so forth. Hmm? No, we should hear Bhagavatam from such persons. So, this emphasis is given here, really, in this verse. He's really telling Brahma, the way to understand my message is you have to enter into the spirit of it. You have to enter into the in, into. You have to learn the language. It's the samadhi bhasha. Hmm? paramanena samādhinā. Hmm? and samādhinā nusmarut, What does it say in the Gita? Bhogashvaya prasaktanam te aprita cheeta sam.
1: They at me
0: Samadhu na. The Gita says, You will not enter into Samadhi. Boga Aishvarya prasaktanam. Too much attached to mater- Boga and Aishvarya. Hmm? Gotta go to Nikoya.
1: Hmm?
0: I'm here, but I gotta go to Nikoya. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, uh, Boga, Aishvarya, where the big lights are. Hmm? Uh, too much attached to Boga and Aishwarya, to material enjoyment and opulence, material opulence and so forth, it's that bhoga Aishwarya prasakkanam sam the one the, of uh, the resoluteness that's being recommended here, a fixation, a, a resoluteness, a determination, a, 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 a complete uh, focus on this. This should be the hub around which your life orbits, he's instructing him in his sadhana. Mm-hmm. The bhajana kriya life, the do or die kind of attitude that, that all the unwanted things will come out by by that. Hmm? Um, that that kind of one-mindedness that will not come, and that one-mindedness means guru bhakti. That hmm? is also mentioned in a similar verse, where this, uh, same, the same line, the third line of the verse I just cited from the gita is. Also said it has a vyavasayatmi kabudhir, ekeha burkurunandana, bhushaka hianantascha. Yanantascha. Hmm. means hianantascha. The mind is many branched, in bhushak, many branches, anantas, going in you know, all different directions. That would be good. Vyavasayatmi kabudhir, ekeha kurunandana. One, uh, one mindedness. Vishwanath Chakravati the ancient uh, commentator in, uh, of Bhagavad Gita in his Gita commentary on this verse says, And I will do this Ka buddhi like this. I will become fixed in my mind, one, one-mindedness, one by doing all the bidding of my Gurudev. He has told me to chant like this, and hear like this, and do all these things. Then he cited his own um, Gurvastakam. Hmm? yasya prashada. bhagavat prashado yasya prashada. nāgati gutopi. That, that by pleasing the guru, Krishna will be pleased. Without pleasing the guru, Krishna will won't be pleased. Like, well, because Krishna comes in the form of the guru. In no more complete way does He come before us to teach us. He's coming here before Brahmā as the guru. Hmm? Brahmā is the original person, Krishna's personally is guru. From there on, there are other people, so there should be a succession of of gurus and uh, and students and so forth hmm. so be fixed he says concentrate on what i'm telling you now this is this is your, your 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 uh lifeline he wants to say and this then with this kind of oneness of mind there's possibility for, for entering into samadhi the language that the book is actually spoken in hmm. Hmm. Is uh, really the language of of uh, of, of love. Hmm? that uh, makes that uh, world of Krishna Leela go round. And as you become fluent in that, then you can understand this message. Hmm? In the commentaries here of Prabhupada and Vishvanatshakri, Dakshin Jiva Goswami, and so forth, they they emphasize that there may be different ways to interpret what's been said here in these four verses. Hmm? Come up with different meanings, and people are fond of using the grammar and so forth like that. But but they they want to make little of that and emphasize that knowing accurately what the meaning will be, is, requires approaching in a particular way through the disciplic succession, to be, by becoming Uh, a a student of the knowledge and uh, uh, as we heard the other day um, taking shelter of the guru and and so forth so this is what is uh, recommended this is how we'll enter into the spirit of the text it's a kind of a feeling Hmm? Vaishnavism is a feeling it's not a head thing but if you use your head as I say to to soften your heart so this Brahma concludes or Krishna concludes and stop there are there any questions about any of this subject this is the last of the verses we went over that at some length right? you weren't here for that and Krishna Krishna smashed him and and he also wanted he stated that he wanted to experience sakirasa with Krishna so Krishna had to show him what that was really all about so he brought him into the circle of his friends and showed him the paradigmatic figures that embody the bhava of fraternal love for himself Hmm? so he saw them all mm. this is what you want mm. here is what it's like this is it, it how it is and it's and you to get there you have to be devoid of any pride so he smashed his pride there and made him take birth as a muslim in gorlela mm. where he took up the chanting humbly mm. with a straw between his teeth as they say and uh, and uh, he became successful mm. <laughs> it's a, very nice story. So it, here it takes us to a very central uh, leela of the Bhagavatam. In that leela of the, the Bhagavatam leela, that is where the 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 key, the password to the book, in terms of tattva is played out in the narrative. The password is Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, hmm? and in the leela, it's, it's demonstrated. The Krishna is the, the, the fountainhead of all manifestations of the Godhead uh, rather than being a partial manifestation for example of Narayan as it's probably said in Encyclopedia or something like that. Mm. And so it's played out there because in that Lila of course Krishna showed millions of Narayans emanating from himself and from them Brahmas and worlds and so on and so forth. So that, that, that this line comes earlier in the Bhagavatam and then that, that Krishna's two Bhagavan am in the third chapter and then this is Leland which it's, it's played out and Brahma himself makes a testi- a testifies to that effect. Hmm? Krishna das invoked his statement from that chapter in his own chapter in the Chaitanya Charityamrita where he seeks to, to demonstrate with logic and scriptural support this point. Hmm? Hmm. I've written on that recently and uh, it's unpublished and looked at it from the point of view of what Krishnas was trying to do in his time and what was the prevailing you know, forms of authority and that you could cite and so forth to make a strong case that that aren't thought of in the same way today. And then so then, from there, I've tried to look at it in a modern way, how you can arrive at such a conclusion. Krishnas tomb, Bhagavan, Swayam. Hmm? This is the task, of course, of, Persons in the succession to do that, to keep that thing alive, and, and we did it. And it's, it's an argument from consciousness, the nature of consciousness. Hmm. So I won't go into that now. But this is was an important uh, leela that, that that is Im- embedded, really, here in these uh, in these instructions of Krishna. Hmm. Who would have known? You had to pull us those things out. The bhagavatam is like milk. What's in milk? Yogurt is in milk, cream is in milk, Hmm. ghee is in milk, butter is in milk, Hmm. but not everybody knows how to get it out of there, (laughs) how to churn the milk of the bhagavatam, bring out all those things. This is what Krishna is talking about here, this is the way to approach that through such people, then, and, and, and under them you study, and how you study the Bhagavatam, hmm? go, water the trees, this is Bhagavatam, hmm? go dig the trenches, build a roof over the over the well, hmm? as the Buddhists say, chop wood, What is it, carry water, chop water? No, chop chop would carry water, something something like that, something like that. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Chanakya also says, just as we get water from a well by digging, we get knowledge from the Guru by service.
0: By service, right. There was a... a uh, disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarastha who was a gardener, hmm? and um, he was very happy doing the gardening, and, and Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur was a scholar, and one gentleman came to uh, hear Bhagavatam from him, he said, I want to learn Bhagavatam from you, scholarly type of person, and Bhakti Siddhanta said to him that if you want to learn Bhagavatam, talk to the gardener, my gardener here. Hmm? And Puri Marsh told me this, and he, he said, and he wasn't being facetious at all, he, he meant it. He said, this guy has understood the Bhagavatam. Hmm? He doesn't look, like he doesn't know any verses or anything, but um, that his attitude and so forth was, was such that Bhakti had certified him as, he he knows the Bhagavatam, you can learn from him. Hmm. So it's subtle. Hmm. It's a subtle affair, and we easily cheat ourselves by by our um, being proud of our intelligence. Brahma had four heads, so he was very smart. Hmm? Krishna is telling him that intelligence is not the way to understand Bhagavatam. There's a nice verse: oh, in veti va, hmm? veti, veti va." Bhaktim Bhagavatim Nabudaya Chitikaya. Hmm? It says, Ahmvedmi Sukhamvedi Vyasu vā Shiva says, I know the meaning of Bhagavatam. Hmm? Sukadev knows the meaning of Bhagavatam. Vyas, the author, he might know the meaning, he might not. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, but, um, but one thing's for sure, it says, the way to understand the Bhagavatam, mm-hmm. nabhūtaya Chatikaya is not by with intelligence, or just studying the Tika, the commentary, mm-hmm. Bhaktiya, but by, by, by Bhakti, mm-hmm. by service. Mm-hmm. You have to live that. I mean, we should study the Tika, we should use our intelligence. But as I say, use your head. To soften the heart, now that you just collect information from the tikka, from the commentaries, and you've got all this, and then you can make a show to other people and so forth.
1: Hmm.
0: So it's uh, this. This is a very important point that it really, is, it, that this is the point that he's making here to the four-headed brahman, because it's very easy to, especially for an intelligent person, to to be duped, if you will, by their by their by their intellect. Hmm. You know, if you know something, then you got a reason to be proud, <laughs> also. So to be to know something, you know, and to be humble that if someone knows something, has knowledge, and is humble, then we can say that person has really knows. I'm not like that, but I did. Some people think like that, and it's quite a compliment. Chico, Francisco, our builder here. He he met me a few years back. He's been working here for a few years. Very nice man. Some of you met him, like him a lot. And um, he worked just for a little while from us with us, and then he said to me, "He says I I want to work with you." I said, "Why?" He said, "Because you're humble." Hmm. <laughs> he said, "I can see that you're humble. I want to work for you." <laughs> I was very embarrassed by that. Hmm? Uh, uh, the westerner, you know, he's probably saw a lot of westerners that were very proud. Hmm? He said, You have something to, te- to teach. Hmm? So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, with the four heads, then, yeah, he's very like to say, Gyan Shunya Bhakti, Pudipad Shridharmashi to say, Whenever I meet a very uh, intelligent person, I have to beat him over the head. <laughs> gyan Shunya Bhakti, Gyan Shunya Bhakti. Our goal is bhakti unencumbered by the head. The the example is the gopis, these cowherd people. They didn't know anything. They didn't know... Apparently, they didn't know the Vedas. They didn't know... They're just cow people. Mm -hmm. But they loved Krishna. Mm -hmm. So when big guys like Brahma come there, Narada, they're all Paying obeisances to them, and they're like, What are you doing? We're just humble cow people. Hmm. I, I had gave sannyas to a man many years ago, and we were at Nisringamars' moth in South India, and he um, was an Afro American man, big guy, and uh, on that day, after the ceremony, one of the um, acharyas from the Madhva. Sampradaya, which is prominent in that area was uh, coming, you know, for giving darshan and lots of Madhva people were were going there and so we wanted to send some representatives from our mosque, so we sent the two young sannyasis and one of them was this big black man, so he came to me and said, what should I do? How, How shall I, you know what shall I how shall I conduct myself there I said, you have to go there and think this is a man from Vaikuntha. He's from Vaikuntha. Hmm? And just, you just meditate on that when you see him. He's just stepped out of Vaikuntha. They're a Vedi the Marg sect. Their ideal is Vaikuntha. Hmm? Love and awe and reverence and so forth so so he went there and the man came in, the acharya, and all these people were you know, buzzing around and so forth. And he walked up and he just laid himself down, straight out like this, all the way on the, on the ground, dāndavat, pranaṁs, not trying to get attention, just like, there's a man from Vaikuntha, you know, and just with awe and reverence laid himself down like this and all eyes went on him. He wasn't trying to get attention. But all the, the guru, the acharya, and all the people, yeah. <laughs> he acted like a like a gaudiya, like a Brajabasi, Like yeah. not, I'm from the gaudiya sect. Hey, we're higher than you. We're in Golok. You're down here in Vaikuntha. Hmm. We follow the ragmarg, and you're in the Vidhi Marg. That's not how the people from Vrindavan react. Hmm? Hmm. Buddha was from Krishna's advisor in Dwarka, he came to Vrindavan, all the people that served him so nice, but he realized, oh, I have something to learn from these people, seeing their attitude. Hmm? They didn't school him or anything, but by just by the nature of their love, hmm? for Krishna, he understood, oh, they have something to teach that I haven't learned yet. Hmm? It's beyond the Vedas, this idea. Hmm? So the head is very tricky, and if you've got four of them, you can imagine. This is the point that Krishna is making here. It's uh, If you want to understand what I'm saying here, then there's a way to approach this. Hmm? Use your head, soften your heart. To take, you learn something, you come, you sit, you listen, try to hear something that you know, yep, that pertains to me, that's true, and you take that, make that part of your the foundation of the house of bhakti that you're trying to build—it's not just come for entertainment. Like that was a great class, entertaining. Oh, no, you want? To then go smoke or whatever. You know? people do this in India. You know, they have a big Bhagavad katan and Everyone is there, thousands of people, the, and they have it, they have and then they have ferris wheels and things. And you know, I've seen it, and. and this sāptā goes on for seven days and when he's finished then they all go right on the roller coasters. It's a form of an attainment. This Bhagavad is not there to titillate our intellect or to gratify our senses, but to show the folly of sensual pursuit and the limits of intellect and so forth. They should be used, senses and intellect to their limit and in the service of Bhagwan. Otherwise, how can intellect shed light on something that's superior to it? Consciousness, the self, is superior to intellect. How Will intellect illuminate it? How will a candle illuminate the sun? No, it's not possible. So we we don't want to be used by our intellect. We want to use our intellect how to serve best at any given moment. Mm. That's a good use of your intellect. Mm. We're still struggling with whether I should serve or not.
1: And
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. he told Brahm you should search it out, <laughs> figure that out, and mm. use your intellect in this way. So he's really proposing a way to, to uh, understand the, the, these teachings. Hmm? with the heart. What else? Yes?
1: It's not a deep question, it's just that uh, the other day you were making a distinction, I think it was Sunday, uh, between people who are in the Varnashram context Mm. offering their work to Krishna Either by in the act of service or the fruits of the service or what have mm-hmm. as opposed to total giving of oneself to, to within the context of bhakti beyond that context of oneself and, and yet I remember when in the Brahma Samhita in the end when the advice is being given to Brahma he. I think that Krishna is telling him, just remember that while you're doing all of your duties, to do them in the spirit of devotion, mm-hmm. which sounds similar to anyone who's in the in the material world who's doing their duties in the Ram context.
0: Yeah, well, we did discuss that I think a little bit, but. Um, um, uh, bhakti, vinod Thakur in his commentary of the Brahma Samhita, he referred to that idea as gona Britti bhakti as opposed to Mukhya Britti bhakti Mukhya means like the face, the direct, direct, and Gona means here indirect. So, um, indirectly-bhakti, it's kind of an Arup-siddha-bhakti, um, if you will, like in bhakti Sindharva you find this idea. Sangha-siddha-bhakti, rupa bhakti Svarupa-siddha-bhakti. Um, something is not inherently bhakti. Growing flowers is not inherently bhakti. Maybe be all kind of florists. But you could grow flowers for Krishna. Hmm? And it, so it becomes bhakti. Something like that. Um, and that's different than... See, in the classical sense, the varnashram has so many duties according to the different. So, and, and, and as I said, what they doing the duties in the varnashram, it, it 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 serves to foster the identity of the varnashram, in one sense, which is a psychological, physiological identity, that we actually want to transcend. If you do it without desiring the fruits of your actions, then gradually that that identity can dissipate. Hmm? That's in, that So that leads to moksha. But in bhakti, we want an identity. We don't want to just dissipate the old identity. We understand that muktiritvanitarupam svarupenya vivastiti, liberation is twofold. It's removing this other identity. Hmm? And become situated in a, in a serving identity hmm, in relation to Krishna, and so you can't get that at a nishkam karma, which is doing the varnashram duty without attachment uh, to the results. So, and of course, if you're not born in the varnashram from garbhadhan and so forth, you're not really in the varnashram. You're outside. <laughs> Uh, so um, so we, we rather think that we we, we, we um, do our I guess you want to say ordinary activities if you will all in relation to whatever making the body and mind fit for for serving there's some license in bhakti you have a family you need to maintain your your family and so forth and then your fun money you spend for for bhakti something like that what do you need to maintain well monk does the same thing monk has to maintain himself has to eat spend some energy on that so, for, so there's a license for that for different people depending on their situation hmm? so I guess you could look at like that. Yeah, there are things that are indirectly bhakti and things that are directly bhakti you can make things bhakti in a sense hmm? indirectly by a rope means to assign so like signing them for bhakti hmm? flowers for bhakti, growing the garden. Or then maybe doing the bidding of the guru, which may cause you to do all kinds of things. Hmm? That That's, that we call that dasyam or patasevanam. Da, this form of bhakti. Hmm? Guru seva. Hmm? So in the full range of activities, that's, it, it, it's more like bhakti means to change your identity. I'm servant of Krishna and so I'm ready to do Whatever but there may be all kinds of things that you do for Krishna. Hmm? I may be a builder, I may be a bookseller, a flower grower, hmm? so on and so forth, whatever is required. And then we learn that through the guru in a given instance and so forth. So... it's What I was saying is this one thing is that you, is that you, 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 you do certain things... Uh, that you want to do, let's say that you're attached to for Krishna, hmm? you give the result to Krishna. The other thing is you do what, what Krishna wants, let's say what the Guru asks of you. Hmm? That's very different. Yeah. You know, there's a slight kind of. If you do nishkam, karma, offer the fruit to Krishna, hmm? then it's a kind of a type of a. Bhakti uh, that, that can bring you to uh, uttam bhakti. Hmm? You know, it's interesting that in the varnashram there'll be certain things to do that are bhakti. There's meditation, there's japa, there's worshiping Vishnu. Hmm? So there's a little little bit of bhakti built in there. It's the only thing that makes it work is, is the idea. All right, so we we'll up there. All right. Grantaraj, Srimad Bhagavatam, Kijai. Alji Gopal, Kijai. Old Premanam.